Welcome back to another episode of Sports Rundown. I'm your host, Z, and joining me today are my co-host, Waddles, Jackson, and Josh. All right, welcome back to our this week's NFL episode, and we'll start with a recap of the conference championship games before going over some some recent NFL news. So first off, we have the um, the Chiefs and Bengals game. Joseph Osai low-key fumbled the bag for the Bengals. Like, it's a team game. It was a close game. You know, we knew it was going to be a close game, but that was that was an interesting play touching Patrick Mahomes that late after he was out of bounds. Yeah, th- I mean, that definitely – I wouldn't say it costed them the game completely because it, w- it was still up in the air at that point, probably going to overtime. But he definitely – he ended it earlier than it needed to be ended. I mean, of course they're going to put it on him because when it comes down to these big moments in a championship game like this, they're going to put the loss on one player because that's just how news is. They want to spread that kind of information. And, I mean, it, it is true. But at the same time, watching that game, there were so many times when the Bengals just got cheated out, it seemed like, by the refs, from what I noticed. Like, I'm not personally not biased for either team either way but just from what I was seeing it just it seemed kind of off to me but they had so many opportunities at the same time they they held the Chiefs to to 20 leading up to the last couple of seconds before the Chiefs kicked the game-winning field goal and so their offense should have done well at the same time but there was just so many different things that just led to them not winning the game yeah and obviously when it comes down to last couple of seconds like that, a penalty is obviously crucial, and you don't want that happening. Uh, but honestly, like watching that play, I'm pretty sure just about anyone would have done that same thing because he was, he was maybe a step out of bounds. So obviously it was, you know, unnecessary offense late hit, but it was close enough that with your momentum, it's hard to pull out of that situation. You know. Yeah. Well, most players have learned to because because of the rules protecting players and quarterbacks. And at this point in the game, like, even though that's, I mean, a hard time to do it, like, that's where it's most important to keep your composure. But even for that, like, it wasn't like uh, he's running down, he's running, like, straight out of bounds. Like, you obviously don't know when exactly, because he was kind of just merging out of bounds for that one. He wasn't. That, that's where it gets me is you don't really know when exactly he's going to step out of bounds, if he's going to go all the way until he's about to get hit or if he's just going to kind of cruise off till he's in. And from what range. I was hearing, he was flying around the field all game long. So it's not like he, right. was, he just had that one terrible play. It's like he was doing good the entire game just up no, to that up moment. Up until it's that just, point, he was having a, just an incredibly good game. Unfortunate. He was, and, he was playing and it's just well. one of those things to where it's like he shouldn't have pushed Mahomes after he was already out of bounds. But just kind of the momentum, you could tell he was putting in the effort on that play. So it's 100%. just it's it's unfortunate, but hopefully he doesn't bog himself down on this and next season comes back stronger for well, the I mean, Bengals. You saw the video of him crying in the locker room after the game. Yeah, I mean you got to feel bad oh, about I'm, that. Just yeah, considering no. all the things, like you know you're being nationally televised yeah. during that moment, and that everybody's still talking about it. Like we're talking about it right now. Yeah, and so. But yeah, one other thing from that play though that was a big factor in this game was Patrick Mahomes' mobility 
was obviously limited during the game, but he still put out a very considering that a very impressive performance. He had a terrific game, and yeah, I know we were we were talking about the fact last episode of this combo between Burrow and Mahomes, and what would happen if what whichever one of them got the win. And not only did the Chiefs get the win, but Mahomes looked like prime Mahomes during that game, even with his injury bogging him down. Yeah, throwing for 326 yards and two touchdowns on 67% passing in, in the condition he was in was honestly probably one of the toughest performances I've seen like watching football. And yeah, surprisingly, I was expecting Joe Burrow to to either outplay or for them to go toe-to-toe, but Joe Burrow had somewhat of an off game this game compared to the rest of his season. Yeah, so that kind of reflects where we are career-wise for both of these QBs right now. Burrow's just not on his level yet, but there's not many QBs that are on Mahomes' level anyway, as it is right now. Yeah, so then out to the, the NFC, we had the the 49ers and Eagles. A rather disappointing game, to say the least. I think we were all playing basketball while that game was going on yeah. because you could tell right away. Well, I mean, as soon as, Pur- as soon as Purdy got hurt, it was kind of – I mean, you got you played three different QBs. You, yeah, you knew what to expect. <laughs> I was about to say. Even after Purdy was gone, yeah. just having – who was it? Josh Johnson. Jo- who's like when Josh who's Johnson known for out. being a journeyman in the NFL. Who's been playing for like what fifteen years or something like that now. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. When- Even though that that injury somewhat, I mean, after that there was pretty much no chance of the 49ers winning. The Eagles also looked very impressive throughout this game. It was interesting though because if you noticed in the first half, I mean, it was a really low scoring game up until. Um, I think it was Johnson who had a turnover near the end of the, the first half, and then the Eagles capitalized off of it and went up 14-7 to seven going into half. 20, I mean, it was, it was a 7-7. Seven, seven. It, it was 14-7. That got it to 21-7. They scored – the Eagles scored 14 points in the final two minutes of yeah, the Yeah, in the half. final two minutes, yeah. So then that's so. kind of what broke it away because, I mean – up until that point, it would have been the seven. 49ers defense was still impressive, like we had been talking about all season. But then, if your offense just is not being productive, having your defense on the field that much is just going to tire them out at some point. It's it shows. Right and there. and they did play very well in the first half, but they did the 49ers, 49ers defense eventually got worn down and gave up gave up the two touchdowns at the end of the second quarter and ten more points in the second half. Yeah. But yeah, the other big I Brock Purdy's injury affected this game in a very big way. But it's also going to affect the 49ers going forward and their decision at quarterback because many people were touting him as the the future at quarterback going forward with the 49ers, but it was recently announced he had a he had a torn UCL in his elbow and they're evaluating whether he's going to need surgery for it, but either way, he's going to be out for months. So, what do you guys think? What What do the Forty ers do going forward from here? I mean, you can't possibly have all three of those QBs just sitting there once mm-hmm. next season rolls around. I feel like he gets time to let Jimmy G 
or Trey Lance. I feel like you have to keep Brock Purdy. Well, yeah, okay. You got to keep Purdy from, around. From what I saw, though, they were saying that Purdy needs Tommy John surgery, right? Well, think they, about it. They think said about they it. were going to get a second opinion on that. No, that's what they came up with today. Really? Okay, like medical professional. That. Because they thought he that. was only going to be out, what, six months we were hearing at first? Yeah. And now it's a year, basically. Really? Because Tommy John that. surgery, if you think baseball related, yeah, yeah. that's a very common injury with pitchers and stuff like that. So getting Tommy John, you're going to be out for a while. And so if it's a year, he's not going to be back all of next season then. He, he shouldn't be. So then it would come down to Lance and Garoppolo and... That's going to be an interesting conversation to have. It'll be extremely interesting to see. Because what. if I had to be honest, if I remember correctly, um, Lance, when he started the first one and a half games of the season, he didn't look all that impressive. He didn't have – he had all the hype leading up to to this past season that he was going to make this 49ers offense go to a different level. But in that first game, he didn't do all that great and then – he got injured the second game, so we really couldn't tell what his potential was, but I don't know. Garoppolo has a bigger sample size with the team. He's been there for, what, four or five years now? And he's had a winning record. He's been a proven winner. Even if he doesn't have the best stats individually, he gets the job done in the end. So, I, I would agree with that. I think the best thing going forward is to keep Garoppolo, and even regardless of how long the recovery, if it's going to be six months or a year, to keep Purdy around because he's still on his – I mean, he just had his rookie season, rookie contract. And as you were saying, Garoppolo, although many people have have criticized him for not being elite, he has he's a proven winner in the league, especially with the 49ers. He's gotten them to to the Super Bowl and then back to the conference championship. So in, in his three years as a starter, he got to the conference championship and won it once. He, he was there twice, so... He, he has success he was, in the playoffs. He was a quarter away from w- winning the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. They that, were right that's there. That's correct, yeah. So I, I think keeping Jimmy G and and Brock Purdy around, th- those are the two most valuable quarterbacks to their franchise going forward. And, yeah, Jimmy G more than likely could be the starter heading into to next season. Yeah, and I feel like um, – Another option that could have been but can't be now and something that is relevant to today specifically is the news of Tom Brady retiring for the second time. and Hopefully for good. Seeming like it's going to be for good this time. Because if you think about it, I mean, hometown team, that had always been an option ever since Brady had left the Patriots that it was considered that he was going to possibly go there. But now... He's gone for good, it seems like. So, Yeah, so I have his official announcement via Twitter here with us. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal. Yeah, so he essentially just goes on to be like, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, he tries to be very monotone and emotionless about it. Yeah, you just kind of like you non- could tell at the he end. Tries he's to, but at the end, yeah, at he the end, he's very nonchalant. Up, you know. Yeah. Well, like I said, I hope he stays retired. I'm tired of seeing him play football. <laughs> I don't really. And at this point, what purpose is there to keep playing? Because yeah, exactly, we already saw it, this season that it was just such a struggle to not only get to the playoffs, but just 
Well, every you, single game, it just went by, and it seemed like their offense wasn't going anywhere. He still had a good season in terms of individual stats. It seemed like like any other season, but overall, just watching the games, it just looked god awful. Did you guys see to the date? He retired for the first time February 1st, 2022. Yeah. And he retired again February 1st, 2023. So does this mean he's going to come back again? That's what Twitter's freaking out about. <laughs> yeah. Twitter will always, always be freaking out. No. Just he needs to go back and reevaluate a lot because he does not need to come back to the game of football. He should have retired he after. He should have retired. He should have not messed up after, his family life. After they won the Super Bowl with the Bucks, Like. Yeah, that should. What more his. do you have to prove after that? Instead of going out on top, you went out by taking your first ever loss to the Cowboys. That is a tough way to go. <laughs> I mean, he Tom, Tom Brady essentially. I mean, he gave up. He, I mean, he lost his. I mean, his wife, the and their their family staying together to go eight and nine and lose to the Cowboys. So he, he's just tearing them apart. <laughs> Obje- lost his obje- fam, lost his family, lost his kids, lost money, and lost respect. That's what he did. And, lo- and lost the Cowboys. Not, and not lost the Cowboys. And oh the thing gosh. is, this whole time, objectively, not not a good trade. <laughs> objectively, <laughs> hey, no matter no matter how won. we feel about him, though, that's I mean one of the greatest careers in sports yeah, that we've ever seen. Especially with the longevity that he had. Yeah, 23 seasons. You just have to give props to that that side of it and just what he was able to do for for the game. Even though as a Dolphins fan, he he killed us every single year, it seemed like. Won the division and whatever else. Won all the Super Bowls that he did. Undoubtedly, he was a good player, but undoubtedly it's time to retire. Uh, But the thing is, that whole time, he had this contract with Fox where once he retired, he could go call play player, do color, whatever he wants to do with Fox. Yeah, he's got that big and deal. Keep making money. Like he doesn't need any more money. He doesn't yeah. there's no incentive for him to do literally anything. There's nothing right now. left that he needs out of the NFL that he hasn't already accomplished. And yeah, he, I mean seven Super Bowls and the only thing he had left to prove after his time in New England was that he wasn't a system QB and he did that by winning a Super Bowl in his first year. So sometimes it just doesn't make sense, but hopefully he stays retired like we were talking about and just enjoys his life away from football now. But speaking of somebody who was in retirement but is coming out back unretired, Sean Payton has been traded from the Saints to the Broncos with with the deal that he had left with the Saints. And that's did you see that's going to be big for Denver and Russell Wilson? Did you see the stat that for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, the Broncos gave up six total picks, a quarter of a billion dollars, and a tight end? Andrew yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Luck. Right, right, right. My bad, my bad. Hey, we Andrew don't have to Locke. consider Drew Luck though, because that <laughs> where on earth is he? He's back up for the Seahawks right now. Just that's I'll irrelevant, be- but. I'll be completely honest. I didn't realize that trading head coaches was an option in the NFL. Like I get, like you know, it's a whole franchise or whatever. But you know, players get trans get traded all the time. But imagine being the head coach and be like, "Hey, you know what? We don't care about you anymore. Go, go play over there." Well, I think I'm pretty sure with how it works, he was able to have conversations with them beforehand, and right. then 
And then once he figured out that, okay, this is where I want to go coach out of the teams that are trying to call me up, then he, then you go to the Saints and then they figure out everything. But Yeah, definitely. This is just one of those rare cases where, I mean, he was retired, and so he still he, – his deal with the Saints wasn't finished yet. So then technically <laughs> they had to trade him because he was under contract with them still. Yeah. But how do and you think this is going to affect Denver? Well, for Denver, I I think this is, I mean, a must. Like, this was a necessary move for them considering their situation. Like, they just had a rough season out of Russell Wilson. And it's uncertain how much of that was due to Russell Wilson and how much of that was due to Nathaniel Hackett, who, but who there's a decent consensus was not the answer at coach there. So while while there's there's probably some blame to both for la, for the Broncos fa- failure last season, it's unsure how much and if anyone's going to like help help Russell Wilson have a break or a comeback season, Sean Payton's probably the best answer. And after how much they gave for Russell Wilson, they they really need to go all in on. They ha- they have no choice but to go all in on. Having somebody who can lead him. I agree, I agree with E on that is, like we said, for just a coach and a quarterback, you've given up a lot. Like, you really – I mean, you have to capitalize as best you can on this because you're not getting rid of Russ. No one wants that contract after what you saw from him last year, regardless of it was him or Nathaniel Hackett. What I think will be interesting is if we see any other moves from Denver this season, this offseason. Did you see that thing showing um, Michael Thomas trying to get on the plane? Yeah, Michael. Or like, uh, the Russell Wilson when he sees Taysom Hill at the first day of practice. <laughs> no, yeah. Michael Thomas uh, happy because he's running 45 slants a game. No, because, I mean, Denver has all the weapons that they need. Like, they have a bunch of young stars. They have the receiving corps of Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy, and then who Melvin else? Melvin Gordon. There? Melvin Gordon at running back. Uh, Javante and then, Williams. Yeah, Javante Williams as well. So they have a good running back group. Yeah, in and the, in the in the short term they have a lot of pieces and weapons, and in the long term they have no capital. So at this point, no they, capital and no picks. No capital, <laughs> no picks. Like no, at this point, there's no going back. You like, have to be they, a, they have a to win go now. All, all in on the next. You two have years. to be an win now and they team. have the defense too their defense was statistically one of the best in the league last year we saw this stat to where it was like if they put up a certain number of points per game that wasn't even all that high they would have had a winning record or something close to it but since they were putting up what like two touchdowns if they, a game, if they had like, scored 20 points every single game which isn't a crazy high amount in the nfl they, and it, they may any offense should be able record. to do that yeah yeah no it was they averaged something like twelve point one points per game, and the stat was if they went from twelve point one to like eighteen point one, they would have been in the playoffs. Twelve points is atrocious. That is terrible. Well, okay, I'd like to go back to the stat where it's like uh, Russell Wilson has the same number of bathrooms oh in his house <laughs> that he had touchdown passes this year. Dog, think about that. I say we start taking one of his bathrooms. <sighs> You, I you think can unlock this bathroom once you score a <laughs> touchdown again. Yeah, they have. I to think I could go pretty, pretty close and do that in the NFL. Yeah, they have to redo the deal. It's like 
Anytime you don't throw a touchdown in a game, we're taking away one of your bathrooms. <laughs> and don't even think about using the ones <laughs> at the facility. <laughs> those are for good quarterbacks. <laughs> they start doing Geno I- Smith no, used those. They start doing ID cards for the bathroom like they do at PBA, like for, for anything we have to get into. Uh, who was the one video of the dude trying to get into Jamal the Jets Adams. facility? Yeah, Jamal it's Adams. It's going to be Russell hey, Wilson so next <laughs> this, this year hey. trying to get into the bathroom. They cut me. Man, they must have caught me. <laughs> Man, it's only year two. No, but and yeah. that's the case for him. It's year two with the Broncos, and he's, he's already. It, it'll be interesting to see how this, this all-in mentality works out for the Broncos. But regardless, this trade is going to work out fantastically for yeah. the Saints. I, I want to see it. I want to see it be good for him. Like the the Broncos could very well win this trade as well, but no matter what, the Saints are winning because they're losing a coach that wasn't even coaching for them in the start in the first place, and they're getting two picks, one of them being the twenty ninth pick. So from the Saints' perspective, there, there, this is a huge win for them. It was very cash money for them. Yeah, they did something right. Now you can have Jameis Winston. Throw more interceptions. Where has he been at? He got injured like week three or something. After that, he, he when he came back, he got benched for Andy Dalton, though. Yeah. Tragic. Red rifle. Anything else? Who said red rifle? Me. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. All righty, catch us on the run.